Hello, welcome to another episode of Not All Who Wander Are Lost. I'm Jay Cook, I'll be your host. Today we'll be talking to a special guest who says that we can call her Berry Berry. Uh, At least that's what she says her friends call her. Um, She will be describing herself in just a couple of moments. We'll be calling her up. And she's a very enlightened person that I believe a lot to offer as far as information, knowledge, insight into the body, into how to work out the body, to heal the body. And I will let her describe the rest. I'm Jay Cook. I'll be your host. And if you would like to contact me, you can do so at facebook.com slash J-S-U-N astrology. That's all one word, facebook.com slash J-S-U-N astrology. And that is how you can connect with me, message me. You can call the shop where I work, Pixie Dust Metaphysical Boutique. The number is on Facebook. And I say we get right into it and we give Barry a call. Hello. Hello. Hey, Jay. How's it going? Good. How you doing? Barry, right? Yep. All right. I introduced you as Barry Barry on a little clip before I called you. All right. I hope that that's okay. Yeah, that's totally fine. All right. Well, before we get started, um, why don't you introduce yourself and, and tell everybody what you do and what you're interested in? You know, just a little background information. All right, sure. So my name is Barry. Um, I am a certified nutritionist and a personal trainer. And really what I do is I use energetic alignment to help make people healthier. Um, I believe that in order to truly really be in a state of optimal health, you have to be energetically aligned. So my company, Healthy Meets Simple, does just that. I work with a bunch of people all over the world to help them get energetically aligned and then optimize their health. And how can people contact you if they'd like a session with you? Oh, they can totally just go to my website. It's called healthymeetsimple.com or they can come hang out with me on Instagram. They can use the hashtag healthymeetsimple and I'll find them that way too. All right, great. So now let's get right into it then. All right. a lot I want to discuss with you. Yeah, no problem. So energetic alignment. Remember, I was telling you that when my girlfriend had first met me, I was eating for my chakras. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to figure out the best strategy to go about that. On this week's podcast, I'm doing about six or seven episodes on holistic astrology. So, mm-hmm. you know, align, like using astrology and its correlations with the human body and anatomy. Mm-hmm. And how the subtler bodies, the, the astral body, the etheric double, the buddhic body, the higher self, all of these things, uh, all of these different more subtle vehicles end up creating the disharmony or the discord that we feel in our physical bodies and how to treat that. Yeah. So when you're talking about energetic alignment, are you just dealing with the chakras? Are you aware of these other vehicles that we possess and... and do you believe that the human ailments or the injuries that happen to our physical bodies come from, you know, first causes on those other planes? Yeah, so there's that's a lot. That's a very loaded question, but I think the best way to answer it is I believe that I believe in holistic health. I believe in having that balance between your mind, your body, and your spirit. And I believe that subtle right. energy very when you say holistic health, like, mm-hmm. just give a definition of what you mean by that. I, I Literally, holistic health encompasses your mind, your body, and your spirit. So overall wellness and well-being. So like the whole picture, not just physical wellness, um, but also mental, spiritual, like emotional, all there's like six different ways to discuss holistic health. But okay. I really talk about like mind, physical body. And then we have spirit, so your emotional body. And obviously, when I say mind, I mean your mental health as well as your emotional health. Right. And um, I was actually discussing on a previous podcast and on an Astro Connections video I did about the three bodies and its references in the Bible. So you're pretty much hitting on exactly that. 
awesome. the feeling, the emotional, the physical, the active body, and then the mental body. So yeah. When you go to treat somebody, do you start with the mental, the physical, the emotional, or do you see uh, where they lean towards more and maybe try to balance it out from there? What is your strategy when you first get to know somebody? The first thing I do is I assess their chakras. So we go through about 70 questions that will tell me exactly where the, sh- the chakras are and kind of the levels of them. Um, we deal with the energetic body. So we deal with the energetic state first. And then from there, I can see and draw those conclusions as to what's going on with them physically, mentally, and emotionally, because the questions that I ask are very, very detailed. And it, it gets them talking a lot more. Now, do these 70 questions, are they broken up into different categories? Like, are there 10 questions that meet each one of the seven chakras or, you know, that have to do with it? And they're just sporadically or randomly arranged so that the client's not aware? That's exactly what it is. If they, it's not even about them being aware or not aware. I just go through the list. I have them all scrambled together. But if someone's more of a methodology person and they want to start with their root chakra, then we start there. It's really dependent upon that person Um, but I think the best results come when they're all mixed up together because I know what each question corresponds to whereas a client may not know that so now do you believe that we have the inherent ability to heal ourselves if we bring these chakras into alignment absolutely all right and so let's say you're working with somebody whose root chakra is like overblown or or that it's almost non-existent you know what I mean Okay, so prime example, I'm somebody who I personally operate in the ethers. I am am all from my throat, third eye and crown chakra. That's where I operate. I don't really have a strong root chakra. And that's just because of the type of person that I am. And since I know that what I try to do is I actually eat a lot of foods that help ground me and keep me more present in like this personal like where we're currently at in the physical plane. And then I always check in with myself and make sure that I feel trust and support towards others and vice versa. So whether it doesn't matter where the person is, you just find that like weak point or that imbalance and then you capitalize on it. So it's like if you're imbalanced here, let's try to cut you back here. So like I said, my root chakra is really low sometimes. So rather than like always focusing on my meditation practice and like making sure my third eye is active and whatnot, I'll actually take some of the strength that I have in my third eye and I'll pull it down to my root just to make sure that it's balanced. Okay. And you pull it down using food, exercise, a combination. Food, exercise, and a lot of mindset work because when it comes to energetic alignment, I think once you know where somebody is like energetically, you then need to go to their mind and the emotional health. Um, and those that's because you always have to shift in a specific way. And I've noticed the most successful shifts happen when I address mental health and emotional well-being right after. And then from there, we'll go down and work on the like physical workout side of things. All right. That's interesting. So in astrology, I deal with a lot of the psychological side of things, the complexes that stem from you know, deep emotional wounds or issues that we've had in the past that we bury in our subconscious. You're saying that you would first go to a mental, to the person's mind and get that right and then go on to the emotional state. But are a lot of these mind, a lot of these emotional complexes that they deal with and that I try to help people through, do you, what works best for you to get their mind to shift away from some of the more toxic behavior patterns that they, that arise? Ooh, you is know, it, is it, is it like, do you use affirmations? Do you use meditations? Do you sometimes need to get them out of their head and into like a physical routine where they're moving their body and not going to places like in their mind, because that's all they do is think. And how do you assess that? Uh, Is it just based on the questions and then what chakra is overblown? So what I personally like to do is I do, I take them through six specific steps. Um, This is something that's in one of my programs specifically. If somebody is really inside their head, like I'm somebody who is very in my own head, I immediately help a person remove whatever negative thoughts are there, whatever blocks that are there. 
and I, I go from step one, which is remove straight into step two, which is refocus. So it's going from like this negative to a positive and it's like a polarizing thing. I don't really worry about where they are physically or what they're doing physically okay. because you want that one-on-one in- attention and you know, you, they're going to be energetically invested in you. Um, so you moving to refocusing and then we're going to replace it. So this is where affirmations come in handy or a little bit of um, like just I don't really want to say therapy but that's almost what it is because people need to talk through these emotions why do I feel like this what's going on and so from there we repair and repairing is what we do at the like actual physical level with like hormones and then our fifth step would be to realign so reassess everything that just happened you you break it down it can't all happen in one session at no, one time no way That's... you know like this is like <laughs> most of the time we're unpacking an entire lifetime yep. of like blockages yep. basically and trying to get people healthier so once you realign, then we reintroduce. But this typically takes anywhere. For me, I've noticed it takes people from six to 10 weeks, um, maybe even 12. It just kind of really depends on where the person is and how invested they are. Okay. Yeah. See, this is one of the bigger issues I struggle with my clients because I think a lot of people don't understand how in-depth these things can go. Like you said, therapy. It's a lot of therapy, astrology. And mm-hmm. it takes sessions to go over it. You can't, you need to build awareness over time. You need to have different conversations. You need to notice the patterns in your life. I've noticed. So it helps to have more than one session. So you're saying this could take six to 12 weeks before we're in a really good spot where this person's talked through everything. They've, you know, they've had some therapy. They've gotten a lot of things on the table. They've come up with solutions and strategies probably given by you and which mm-hmm. has helped them. We've seen what has worked, what hasn't, right? So yeah, that's, how do you deal with it, people who just sort of want to hit and run? Because that's what I call it. Like people who come in and they think, I'm just going to get a few bits of information about my personality, maybe this. And then I start talking and they're like, oh, my God, this is so deep and this is so intense. But they they don't know, like, how valuable, like, how would you describe to somebody who doesn't understand the value that you can bring over the course of six to 12 weeks versus the value that you bring over just one session? I meet them where they're at. So. Listen, I, as somebody who works on social media a lot, I know a lot of people who just want that like quick fix, that quick result. Right. And I let them know straight up the way that you get the most from your time with me is by investing the most time that you have. I can tell you the answers. I can tell you how to lose 10 pounds, but I can also tell you that even if you lose that 10 to 15 pounds, you're still not going to be happy because you don't love yourself where you currently are. And in order to understand and love where you currently are, you have to invest that time. So if somebody wants to like, uh, a hit and run I'm just like hey I did my job you did your job now if you want more then let's keep going but at the end of the day we choose the client just as much as they choose us and so that's kind of how I think of it rather than like focusing all my energy on making someone stay longer I'm like hey if you're meant to work with me the cosmos will align in such a way that you'll say yes and I don't even have to keep pressing you about it okay that's a very interesting take on it yeah I kind of assume the same position I try mm-hmm. to give people lots of time to digest you know I, I would rec I always give a recommendation as to hey I think maybe you take some time notice the patterns that we've discussed then come back in a month and we can discuss it further sort of deal so that they have time to, to see these things as far as your work goes obviously there's something else going on so when somebody comes to you and they're like I want to lose 10 to 15 pounds and here you are doing energetic healing mm-hmm. well, you obviously know that like 10 to 15 pounds is just a symptom of something on a different level. Exactly. So you have to shift that focus, correct? To Well, not necessarily. So I kind of, I walk lightly Um, when it comes to the energy work that I do specifically. I'm very selective about the people that I choose to work with, because to be honest with you, not everyone is in a state where they can accept all of the energy work that's happening all the energy healing that needs to occur so for people who just want like fitness and nutrition and health results from me and they don't want to be bothered with understanding their chakras then I typically give them one of my ebooks and I'm like here you go this
this is as plain and simple and sciencey based as possible. And it has nothing to do with your energy. It puts you in a state to optimize your energy and increase it. And it helps them get energetically aligned, but they don't even realize it's happening because it's written in such a way that it caters to somebody who doesn't want to accept the side of like spirituality and energy. And that's fine. Like, I think that that's like the blessing within what I do specifically is I can talk to the person who believes in chakras and the power of them and understands energy, but I can also really relate to somebody who's just like, Hey, I'm just trying to get fit. I totally understand that. And I don't neglect them. I just kind of say, okay, this is where you are. Here you go. Have a nice life. Right. Yeah. All right. So you, you just get, I think that's where creating content online becomes extremely valuable because you're constantly meeting people who are in different stages of awareness, whether they're aware that they have a problem, whether they're aware of a solution to their problem, whether they're aware of your solution to their problem. Like there's, there's always somebody who may not even be aware that there's an energetic imbalance or even 15 pounds to lose to begin with. Yeah, that happens literally all the time. And so it's really up to me and like up to you to say, okay, how can I take what gift and passion I have and marry it to help elevate that collective experience? Like how can I take two things I love working out in energy and marry those two things together? It's one of those things where over the past year, it's been a lot of trial and error for me, but I've been very successful recently because I found that like most female entrepreneurs are just the modern working woman. She never has enough energy. She's always on coffee and other stimulants. She's like coffee, sugar, wine, like, and then I have to go run my business. But she doesn't realize that what all of those things are doing to her body physically are also messing up with things that are happening with her energetically, which might be why she has burnout syndrome or has adrenal fatigue, like all of these other things. So I've just kind of found my sweet spot and I've been able to successfully marry the two together. Okay. And I, I like that. And that's exactly, that's exactly what should be done. And I think that yeah. you creating all this content and I, that's why I believe in giving away like free content. Cause it's really about like what you give out to people, you know, and then that eventually feeds back energy to you in some sort of way. It's really yeah. not about like, you know, extracting value immediately. And it's about really giving value. And then like, obviously, you know, it, helping people where they're at is, I believe, you know, what you were saying. Yeah, I definitely, I agree with you for sure. Like, I mean, really, when you think about it, like free content, when you're aligned with what you're doing and you're really living in your purpose and walking in your purpose, your like passion presentation and potential, like there's so much room for growth. And as an individual, when you know what you're doing is what you're called to do, you never have to worry about somebody like just only getting your free content because you're always providing value and there's plenty more of where that came from that's how I feel exactly yeah I feel like when you're not doing something you love then you're always worried about extracting value immediately whereas Mm -hmm. when you're doing something you love like I just would do it even if it's for free like this is what I love to do it's what I did for two years before I even charged a dollar for it I just did it for free yeah, I told that's how I am. Like, I just had fun with it. And I've been very fortunate that I've been able to make a business out of it. But at the end of the day, you know, like, it's just one of those things where I'm like, this is what I love to do. And I love, I think that health is a universal right. And I think that we're, as a society, like as an entire collective, we're in a place of like dis-ease so frequently because we don't realize how important our health truly is but that's also because we don't understand energy and we're taking like things that people have known about for thousands of years and we're making it a little bit more modern and then giving it to the masses like here you go and it's so it's it's a lot of shifting you know that's been happening but I think it's really good and I think ultimately before we know it, everybody's going to be on the same wavelength of trying to be as balanced and aligned as possible. So for the most optimal diet, would you prescribe more, more fats, a certain ratio of fats to vegetables and vitamins and minerals and fruits? Like what is your ratio when it comes to these things? What do you recommend Ooh. that they eat fresh, frozen, and, and in what order and, and what kinds and you know, okay. you know, what I are, love this what question. Your, your thoughts on this? 
So I think the first thing is everyone should be eating predominantly plant-based. And when I say predominantly plant-based, I mean a mostly vegetarian diet. Okay. Um, I know not everybody can be vegan and I'm not asking everyone to be now, vegan. I'm define just... vegetarian from vegan because I, I lean more on the vegetarian side of things. But the, that what does that still include eggs no, but, okay. and cheese or what's the deal with between that? So... Vegan, first and foremost, is actually like a lifestyle. There is no consumption of any animal byproduct, period. Right. Like from the table, like so there's no eggs, no dairy, none of that. No meat, obviously. But also there's people who are typically vegan, do not wear leather. Uh, they don't wear suede. So like that's vegan. Vegan is truly a lifestyle. And I think a lot of people think it's just a diet, but it's actually a lifestyle. Vegetarian you can still consume um, eggs, you can consume dairy, uh, and it's kind of like the yogic diet. I'm not sure if, if you're familiar with it, but a lot of people, um, like a lot of uh, teachers and monks in India what, and whatnot, they're actually more vegetarian than they are vegan um, from research that I've done. But I would say plant-based, which is basically vegetarian, is probably where most people should be. And raw, However, raw or cooked? Ooh, I'm a fan of raw, okay. but there's a but to this. Right. And, and the reason is, there's a but, but is because a, a lot of people have gut health issues. Um, and when you have gut issues, it's actually better for your body to have cooked foods because it makes it it's easier on your digestive tract. So if you're somebody who's healthy, you don't have any gut issues, no autoimmune diseases or anything like that, eat it raw. <laughs> like, All right. Eat as much Here's raw as I've possible. I've often wondered is okay. can you heal – do you believe that you can heal the gut issue on a predominantly plant-based diet? You know, the, the most yes. common thing that I come across is make bone broth, eat more meat. Like I read Dr. Naka Natasha Campbell McBride's book on, you know, the gut and the gut and psychology syndrome where she healed her son's autism and it was all bone broths and it was stocks. And it was like, I mean, basically fasting on like chicken soup, you know? And I don't, I was like, there has to be a more energetically harmonious way and like, you know, a more balanced way with the earth and, and with plants to heal the body. But yeah, there, in my opinion, yes, you can do it with a plant-based diet. Um, there's actually a book written by the gentleman uh, who's the medical medium that has something to do. I haven't read the books personally, but it has something to do with healing gut issues with a plant-based diet. And so I will tell you like a thousand times again and again, yes, you can do it with plants. Like if there's suffering involved, it's probably not for your body. And I mean that in like the nicest way possible. It's, it's really harsh, but it's the truth. Anything that causes suffering to another like being should not be in your body. So and... it's cracking eggs. Like where does that come up on the, the suffering scale? I read a book called the nutrition Bible and uh, this guy discusses how eggs are like in the middle. They're not, they're not going to kill you only, but they're not going to heal you. They're just sort of, in the middle of the spectrum like so personally i don't recommend eggs to people and that's honestly just because when it comes to science specifically there's such a back and forth debate as to whether or not they're good for you or bad for you right. so i'm just like if we've been going on this debate over a hundred years now i'm just gonna say a hard pass on it and so that's kind of how i tell people when they ask me about eggs i'm like listen I can't answer that with like a hundred percent yes or a hundred percent no. I just think based off of my personal like values as well as my body, just pass on it. It's okay. You're not going to miss it. But if you do miss it, then hey, go for it. Just go for the egg whites, not the yolk, because that's where a lot of cholesterol is said to be. Okay. And so if you have, if you are going to eat like, let's say dairy, you know, what are your take on fermented foods, you know? I think fermented foods are good, um, but I always caution people about the amount of fermented foods. So, like, sauerkraut is a really good fermented food for your gut. But at the same time, it's a lot of stuff to do with, like, good bacteria versus bad bacteria. And I'm just like, listen, I can't keep up with all of this. Just eat and if you feel good, you're on the right path. If you're feeling bad, probably stay away from it. And what leads um, you to to keep it this simple? Is it that because, you know, is it based on your assumption or your knowledge rather that 
hey, I've noticed that if people feel good and they do it and they don't worry about it, then over time, that's exactly what seems to actually work. Whereas if people are worried about it and it doesn't feel good, like you should only be making these, uh, these adjustments based on that simple feeling or. Yeah. Okay. So let's be honest. Everybody has their intuition, right? We all know if when something feels good and we all know when something feels bad. And especially for women, we operate from our gut. That's where our personal PowerPoint is. So I believe we all intuitively know what's actually good for us to be eating and what's not good for us to be eating. And I also believe that we've grown up in a society where food gives you anxiety. And I think that is just absolutely ridiculous. People have been living on this earth for hundreds of thousands of years. And all of these issues are just now arising. What did people do before us? What did the ancient Egyptians do? How did they survive? How did they thrive? Well, they kept it really simple. They ate better and not less. They ate more whole foods and plant-based, like, that's what they did. And then if you look to people who live in Asia currently, sometimes the longest lifespans come from like literally India and China. What is that for? It's because they keep their diets extremely simple and they're not flooded with all of these processed foods. And so I think, yes, we do all know hey, if this feels good, this is probably good for me. And it's not like a, oh, I feel good. And then five minutes later, I crash. No, typically, when you're eating something that's really fueling your body, you feel good all day long. You don't have that crash, like you don't have to worry about acidity or any of those things. But it all comes back to understanding where you currently are energetically, understanding your human design, and then operating and capitalizing off of that. Okay, so I've I did a 30 day juice fast like five years ago and I fasted periodically okay. throughout time since the, since that time rather. And so I find that like drinking vegetable juice, resetting the body, you know, I think people don't really understand the time that it takes. Cause you can feel really bad doing something really good in the, the early stages of that adjustment. So when you have clients and they're switching their diet mm-hmm. to a, plant more plant-based diet and they're eating healthier and then they come to you and they're like i feel terrible and it's like Mm -hmm. day two yep so i expect them to feel bad right and what are some (laughs) of the things that you say to help them mentally cope just so anybody listening can understand like hey i would like to eat more plant-based i'd like to eat more for my chakras but every time i eat a bag of berries and nothing else i feel like junk you know? Well, first of all, if you're only eating a bag (laughs) of berries and nothing else, you're starving yourself. So I'm going to need you to never do that. Like, that's how I tell people, like, I'm a, I'm a very straight up, like honest nutritionist and personal trainer. This is what I tell people. The first seven days of working with me are going to be the hardest because that is when we remove so many things that are not serving them. So for instance, coffee, We are a society who thrives on coffee. Coffee is a stimulant. Coffee is also like a drug. Like, that's what I mean when I say stimulant. It's a drug. You get codependent on it. And then at the end of the day, when you're taking coffee out of your diet, of course, you're going to have headaches. That's what happens when somebody's withdrawing from a drug. You have headaches. You feel dizzy. You feel lightheaded. But after day seven, typically after day five, but I always say give it a full week your body starts to feel better. You almost get back, like you sleep better. You can actually have more patience when you're removing negative things. It's hard the first seven days. But what matters to you more? Feeling good for that one day or removing things for seven days and then working them back into a place where you're not as codependent on it. And like, I think the caffeine and the sugar are the two hardest withdrawals people will ever go through in their entire life. And that's because I personally went through like coffee withdrawals. Let me tell you, I used to do like three cups of coffee, three Mountain Dews a day. Like when I worked in corporate America, I was literally wired. And I remember coming like I was like, okay, I have to come to myself and like I literally have to figure out how to do this. And so I just cut it all cold, cold turkey. And now I'm in a place where I can have a latte because there's not as much caffeine in it. But as soon as I have a cup of coffee, I'm like, oh, my God, my head hurts. What am I going to do? So it's just like 
it's a trade-off. Do you want to feel good for just a moment or do you want to feel good for a lo- lifetime? Because right. this is all about longevity in the long And run. that's where people meet, like, people have to meet you almost halfway at that point. And that's where it's like, hey, either I'm for you or I'm not. Either this lifestyle that you're, you're at a point where you're ready to accept a lifestyle shift or you're not. And, you know, when you're there, when you're ready, I'll be here. And sort of if you're not, then I guess you're not. But yeah. it, it's sort of like you said, I find that like, trying to eat a lot of vegetables that, that's my ultimate goal would be to be like at least 80 to 90 percent like raw but so it's really that's hard, hard. To eat a lot of fruit and like yeah i don't know how to eat like raw vegetables i don't, I don't even know where to begin with a raw vegetable and i hate salad but like i'll eat it sometimes but i really don't like it so for like people like you for instance are like some of my favorite people to work with because here's the thing we need between nine and 12 servings of fruits, vegetables, and berries every single day. And people don't know this. Like, and it's hard to get it because like, let's be honest, if you have a a job of any sort, you have like a relationship, a family, any of that stuff, like it takes a toll on you. So that's where my job comes in, where I make it simple. Um, One of the amazing companies I'm partnered with, that's what we target. Like they literally create like a supplement of like dried fruits, veggies, and berries. They're freeze-dried and they put it in a capsule form and then people can actually have it. And it's not like some like pre-workout or anything like that. It's literally like every single fruit, vegetable, and berry that you could probably think off, off, off the top of your head in a capsule form to make your life easy. And then from there, it's just like, okay, now we work on getting you more things that are like hearty and very dense. So like have a sweet potato. Obviously, you don't want that raw, but like have some mashed sweet potatoes. So it's just, it's really about where you are and like how much time you have to make these changes because like I'm a very busy person, so I can't get up every single day, make sure I have a smoothie, then eat like a huge salad for lunch that's not going to fill me up. I'm, I burn way too many calories yep. and then try to eat something for dinner. Like, and I don't, I'm too busy. That's how I feel. So I just make sure that I'm always getting calories in a different form as much as possible. But I also make sure that the nutrients I have in my diet on a regular basis is enough to sustain me, even if I don't get enough food in me or enough calories, I should say. And where are these calories coming from if you're supplementing? So that sometimes, typically my calories, honestly, I drink them from a smoothie. Like super smoothies are my jam. Yeah, um, that's like, all I, I was... love. I love smoothies. Pineapple, banana, yeah. strawberry, blueberry, banana. Like I just drink smoothies. The smoothies and are green my jam. Juice. Yes, smoothies, green vegetable. But I love a good bowl. So like a nourish bowl or like a bowl from Chipotle. Like let's be honest, like I – I'm not going to cook every day. And I know I'm not. I can try to meal prep. I can try to make quinoa. Veggie, or like... veggie bowls from Chipotle? Is, is yeah, really... for sure. Okay. Do you include rice in your diet? or? Oh, yeah. I like. I think grains are good. But it's how processed they are that people need to be conscious of. Okay. So, like, I always tell people, like, do brown rice over white rice. But if you really hate brown rice, then do white rice. I think it's just, like... Well, are they everything in moderation? The are they sprouting the rice at these places? Are... At Chipotle, probably not. Right. I'm going to be honest. Like, and if you probably have problems not. with grains, should should you wait and just sprout your own rice? Make yes. Like, should you really be cautious about eating anything that's not sprouted if you have issues with the gut? Because I know there's yes. a lot of really good nutrients and like manganese and stuff that you can get from buckwheat and places. You know, certain grains that like are so beneficial for your gut and your healing. But obviously, if so, they're not sprouted and you have gut, then they're not good for you. Okay. Here's the thing. When you go to the grocery store, there's one way to shop, and that's on the perimeter because that's where you're going to find everything that's really good for your body. Right. Anything that's down the aisles, I would typically suggest people start, stay away from because it's been processed so, so much. And most grocery stores are set up with like your produce and like your bulk stuff on the perimeter of the grocery store. Now let's just say for instance, you walk into a whole foods and the bulk section, I don't know where it is. The bulk section is in the middle of like two aisles. That's fine. You can walk down those aisles, but you have to read what they say. If it says ancient sprouted grains, then yes, for your gut health, that's a good idea. But if it's just like regular, like, I don't know, brown rice or regular white rice, that's not good for your gut. And it's 
like time and time again, people who have autoimmune diseases are asked to stay away from specific things because it just backs up the digestive tract too much. And I'm one of those who has pretty much cut out all processed foods. I did that like years ago. And Mm -hmm. it's really hard to shop at the grocery store because you're like, I can either eat vegetables. You know, I still eat some meat. Like I eat chicken. I eat beef. Like I haven't given up meat, even though I'd like to. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so when you're shopping on the perimeters and like you come across, let's say you're going down the aisle, you come across a thing that says sprouted rice. Do you trust that? Like, um, you trust the ingredients that are in it. You you turn it over, and then it says sprouted you look, rice. So like, if if it says sprouted, you know how like sometimes like, they'll say like, oh, this is like yoga yogurt with lots of bacteria, but it, it's only been fermented for like two hours. Yeah, you that's why you don't don't trust the front of a package. Look at the back, look at the nutrition facts, and then look at the ingredients. And it will tell you. It's like anybody who has a peanut allergy. Most companies now will tell you this product was made in a factory. In a facility, yeah, that product. Yeah, you know. So you want to be conscious of what's on the back. The front can say whatever it it wants, honestly, which is kind of sad, but it's the truth. So you have to look at the nutrition label. You have to look at the ingredients and you have to look at the way things are made because like companies are very transparent about it now. But at the same time, I know a lot of companies who say, oh, this is organic, like 100% coconut milk. And the first ingredient in it isn't coconut milk. It's something like water. It just happens all the time. It's so frustrating. It, it is it is but that's also where like the beauty of it is like you can kind of do everything online now you can like google what you need the answers to or use apps while you're at the grocery store exactly and so just real quick if you're given somebody an eating plan like for each chakra like just mm-hmm. just go over the chakras and like can you tell people what foods are associated with each chakra? yeah so food it's talks Believe it or not, like we're all just like food doesn't talk. No, food actually talks. It communicates through the color it is. So your vi- the vibration and the frequency like the, with light rays refracts with like the food and like the color of a food is corresponding to a chakra, except for meat. Meat is not something that this applies to at all because of the suffering that comes along unless it's like kosher or halal meat. Like that's a whole different thing. I don't want to get off. On well, yeah, because I was I was also reading like about high vibrational diets and how like meat pretty much has no vibration at all and it's basically like canned food like all those vegetables that are canned pretty much no vibration at all um i was wondering if if like strawberries are red blueberries are blue it's like so blueberries are for your third eye and then you have like strawberries nourish your root chakras and yeah that's literally it as as simple as can be but there are some things that are like a surprise that work for your root chakra for instance chocolate is really good for the root chakra good that's all i eat (laughs) it's really really good for grounding people like this it's really good for grounding people and like it makes as it as a girl, like it makes me feel better because people are like, you eat too much chocolate. And I'm like, there's no way, but it's really just look at the color of the food. And it's kind of safe to assume not always because meat is an exception to this rule. But for the most part, you can look at the color of a food and you know, what chakra it's working with. So um, let's just say red pepper, um, strawberries, what else? Tomatoes. What else is red? I don't know. Well, what's Those really strange are... is like exactly that. Like the different berries are different colors, hit different chakras, and then you have different bell peppers, different colors. They hit different chakras. Yeah, literally. That's so like, strange because I... they have a lot of the same nutrients and the same vitamins it's and minerals. All about but the vibration. But the vibration is different, and therefore the color is feeding and nourishing a different chakra. Yeah, like I already like one thing I created specifically for girls who are um, like men can use this too, but my audience is is a chakra nutrition plan. Each in this plan, I have each chakra, and I have like over I would say fifteen suggestions of what a woman should be eating. So root chakra, raspberry, cranberries, strawberries, red cherries, red grapes, all of those rhubarb, pink grapefruit, all these different things, and then it goes through and tells like what you should be eating um your sacral uh or your sacral and solar plexus specifically those are going to be all your orange and yellow foods um and yes bananas is included in that because some people want to know and i i think that's the most frequently asked question i get are bananas included yes but bananas 
because the outside is yellow and the inside is white, they actually work really good for your crown chakra as well. Okay. Because I found, like, I was looking up a lot of foods when I was first doing this for, like, the crown chakra, and it was, like, olive oil and oils and basically, like, water. Well, and that's because when you think about it, your crown chakra is all about the ethers. So, really, anything that's heavy, and I don't really say that bananas are, like, the heaviest thing that you can eat, but really, anything that has a lot of, like, calories and density to it, when it comes to your crown chakra, can also can also weight you down and keep you on this like earth plane that we're on, or like in your physical body. So that's why they actually recommend so many oils. Right. So yeah, but I just say rule of thumb: think of the chakra, look at the color of whatever is in your hand, and you can safely say this corresponds to that chakra. All right. So that's basically very simple, easy breakdown. So mm-hmm. everybody out there can know color chakra, look up, yeah. look up a chakra picture or like a picture of your chakras. Those colors will nourish those chakras. And if it's not that color, so like, for instance, something that's like grains typically aren't those colors, but grains, because they're brown, they're like chocolate. They typically correspond with your root chakra. And how much should we have of grains in our diet? A little bit only with one meal? <sighs> like... You know, because it's easy to start going nuts with stuff like that. What if we're working out a lot? Do we need more grains? What if we have problems really... digesting and now, like, we're working out and more energy is going towards digesting than healing the body? Like, these random well, little that's problems. Where it... Yeah, so that's where you have to, like, take the time and intuitively eat and know what works for you or work with somebody who understands this stuff. Um, because to be honest with you, I never tell people – how many servings of something they should eat. I always say eat till you're satisfied. Okay. I am not, I'm somebody that doesn't encourage people to restrict when they eat. My thing in like my mantra is from a book. It's called eat better, not less. That's literally the name of the book. Okay. Eat better, not less. And that's my philosophy for people when they're eating, eat better, not less. Prime example, if you know one day, listen, like I want a bunch of pasta, like I want the best lasagna ever in the whole entire world and I want to eat all of it in one setting. Like my grandma made it, I just have to have this. Okay, fine. Well, you probably shouldn't eat any cake after that, okay? Because you're all of your, all of you should be filled after you're done eating that lasagna. Now, if you can still eat, by all means, enjoy the cake, but it's like, choose better choices make better choices like choose better fruits and vegetables for your body so that you're counting the nutrients and you're like thriving you're nourishing it not really just like playing with it because like that happens more often than not where people are like oh well I'm gonna count these calories and I'm gonna restrict this and I'm gonna restrict that right. and then they're like I'm still hungry and then they're like but I'm gaining weight I'm on a diet but I'm gaining weight yeah, that's because you're restricting your calories and you're putting your body in a caloric deficit and that's going to make you store fat and then you're going to be pissed off. So like, there's a lot that goes along with it, which is why I'm like, you kind of just have to eat intuitively or work with somebody who understands like well, macronutrients in your body. where you have a job, right? It's like, yeah, that's exactly really where I have a that job. more in-depth analysis, then it's like, you obviously have to find somebody who can help you with that or you have to do the work yourself and study, like... Yeah. And it, I mean, honestly, it's not hard to find somebody that can help you eat properly um, or understand where to start. Like for me personally, I offer initial consultations where I tell people about what I can do and how I can serve them. But 30 minutes in, if they're like, you know what, I just really just want a fitness plan from you or I really just want to know like a nutrition plan. I'm like, no problem. Tell me where you are. And then at the end of it, I'm like, okay, within the next 48 hours, you'll receive an email with me from me that'll have guidelines for the way that you should eat for the next few days or for the rest of forever until you feel like you want to coach with me full time. Okay. Yeah. See, I found that like when I was, when I was, uh, I read like a lot of books on nutrition. I, I'm always very thorough with my research to try to do things. What happened with me is I have a lot of, I'm very sensitive to vibrations. I do a lot of psychic work. So I'm always around Mm -hmm. different people. I'm always feeling different energies. I'm always picking up different stuff. And then what happens is I start to develop certain symptoms, certain things, and I don't know where it came from. And then I start trying to heal it in a very practical way based on with just food. Mm -hmm. And then what I think is like, I end up messing up my diet a lot 
because I just go to too many different bits of information and then I'm so confused. What do I eat? What should I not eat? What should this, what should that be like? And I think a lot of my problems stem from something that's not necessarily initially physical or not necessarily even my own. It's like stuff that's just in my energy field at that time. That maybe that How do you clear. protect your energy field though? Like because of the work you do and how frequently you do it, how do you protect your energy? So for me, I'm always wearing crystals. I have rings on, I have bracelets on. I always have something that protects me from picking up anybody else's energy. Yeah, so I'm like I'll wear crystals in my pockets. I'll have like necklaces on with hematite, things that like help shield and me. And they still wow. But and then well what happens is like I need to get readings on the client I, I'm learning about this now I've, you know doing so much astrology like I realize there's so much about my psychic work I'm ignorant of especially when it comes to protecting myself I get very open and then mm-hmm. like I'll take on clients issues for two three days so you I think for you specifically the best thing you can do is like work with your spirit guides and make sure that like whenever you're in a setting with somebody, even if you take, let, let's say you take a piece of energy, like um, your hematite off, make sure that there's still a piece of like shungite around um, or black tourmaline so that whatever their spirit guide might have or just, like whatever negative energy just they black have. tourmaline yesterday. Yeah, you have to like, because of your work, you have to be really specific, but that also goes towards anybody who is like an intuitive or an empath or a clairvoyant or anything like that. Those people have to be extremely cautious and conscious of what's around them. And then also when you notice those changes in yourself, don't internalize them and say like, how can I heal this? You can literally just be like, this is not serving me and you can remove it with a piece of selenite. Like that's what I do personally. Like whenever I feel like foggy after like I've been uh, doing like a photo shoot or something like that or I've worked with a client and they they're just a really really heavy person I just like and you can see they're like just dragging you down I remove it with selenite like I have a good thing I have lots of selenite yeah like I have the largest like slab of selenite (laughs) in my room where I can like literally just remove all of that negative energy and then from there like I haven't personally dealt with it where I'm like carrying someone's energy around for so long because I really I've like gotten to a point of like releasing at all costs because I don't want that coming with me wherever I'm going okay so I shouldn't necessarily be and I I think I've intuitively like you said it's more intuitively and I think intuitively like I've known this I've just been Mm -hmm. hesitant to try to or like actually affirm that yes this is something that needs to be healed psychically and or rather through an energy sort of way through a meditation through work with crystals rather than trying to shift something more practical like my diet which messes up my whole eating routine exactly start getting fearful of things i shouldn't be fearful of because i'm picking up energy from other people yeah don't like that's and that's the thing that's what makes it like so our work so interesting is like we're we pick up other people's stuff really really quick but it's also just like we can just be just as quick to release their energy like we know like after working with a client we know when something like i was fine before i dealt with you and now i'm feeling weird okay i know what the root to this is and you can just release it like say your affirmations ask your spirit guides to help you release it like i'm all about like saging my room saging my life like just do that because that's like the that's energy work right there and that's like every day i come home from work i like gotta sage the house i gotta cleanse Mm -hmm. things out so yeah i mean Exactly. So I guess for people who are tailoring their diet, maybe they're more sent for people who are more sensitive, maybe more inclined to pick up energy, because I know that there's a lot of people out there probably listening who have this sensitivity to any Mm -hmm. level, any degree. And for people who do pick up a lot of their environment, I guess it would be best not to try to always think you need to heal it by changing your diet around, but maybe to just, you know, use some crystals say some affirmations light some sage cleanse your your energy field you know instead of just trying to always shift your diet when it might not even be your stuff to begin with that's exactly i couldn't agree with you more like protecting and shifting or cleansing your auric field is one of the things that i tell people whether they're my client or not you just have to do it because we're all light beings we're all light 
So we all pick up this, like all pick up things. It's just varying degrees. So I definitely right. agree with you. So yeah, energy hygiene, something definitely to take away. So, <laughs> yes. So yeah, just to, to sum this up. So if people want to work with you, if people want to go more in depth with you, then go to your Healthy Meets Simple. That's your website, yep. right? So healthy- It's healthymeetsimple.com. Okay, healthymeetsimple.com. And yeah, hopefully we can reconvene and have you back on to discuss something you know more in depth with maybe one of the chakras or something you know yeah definitely that would be my pleasure i'd love that all right well thanks for joining us today barry i'll be posting this and then uh i'll i'll link you in there when i do all right sounds great have a good day all right you too bye Bye. so that was a very informative 40 minutes or so uh I'd like to thank Barry for joining us on the podcast here. Not all who wander are lost. Um, Yeah, it's just some good stuff, good information that she gave us to keep in mind. Uh, She kept it simple, which is always good. And I didn't necessarily maybe get into all of the astrological connections, but now that I have a lot of the information that she gave, I can link it to some of the other information that we have coming up here when we go into the elements and the rest of the holistic astrology week that I have planned or the next six, seven podcasts, however long it extends, we can really get into it and we can link some of the things that she was discussing with us to some of the things that I will be bringing to the table. And hopefully that offers a lot of insight. I think she she gave us a lot of good tips. Like, you know, even though berries are both berries... If they're different colors, they will nourish different chakras. So that's something that I think I always sort of wondered, but maybe I was just too lazy to look up. You would think I read all these books. I read like three books at a time. And yet the things, there's just some things, you know, we just get sidetracked and we don't look it up. And then we just leave these questions unanswered in our head. And I think it was good for her to come on, provide some of that insight. So color You can look up your chakras, obviously, if you want a more in-depth understanding of where you're at, what chakras you function out of most, then you would want to contact Barry through her website and set up some sort of consultation, and I'm sure she would be very happy to work with you on that. As far as I'm concerned, if you would like to ask me a question, get in touch with me about astrology, how we could, you know discuss your own chart, discuss your own individual makeup, then you can always find me again at facebook.com slash J-S-U-N astrology. That's all one word, facebook.com slash J-S-U-N astrology, and be more than happy to discuss anything with you to get a chart done for you and to start getting you a lot of that information that's necessary to the expression of your own unique potential. So I thank you for listening. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you found this very informative. I'd like to have more guests on the show. And I will be talking with you guys tomorrow. Signing out. Have a good night.